Hi, and thanks for tuning in to My Adventures at Home Brewing. I'm Dan Matthews, and come along with me as we talk about things for new home brewers, from gadgets to how we got started to, I don't know, all the mistakes we make along the way. So come along for the ride and have a beer or two along the way. looking for that yeast that can help you attain the best beer possible that you're looking for escarpment laboratories escarpment laboratories are located in guelph ontario and make some of the finest yeasts in canada if you want to make the beer that you want and have consistent results all the time you need to check out escarpment laboratories hey guys dan here have you ever had a problem getting your glass or plastic fermenter clean? Well, I've just been introduced to something that's brand new. Uh, it's called Scrubber Duckies. It's a magnetic scrubber meant for glass or plastic fermenters. All you do is you drop this down inside your fermenter, use the handle, and scrub through the crud that's left over from the crucin. I've seen a lot of things, but this is, seems to be one of the neatest and coolest things out there right now. If you're having a problem getting your plastic or glass fermenter clean, this is something to use. Scrubber duckies. Hey, everybody. It's that time once more to go around with some one more time. Have a beer or two along the way. Uh, it's Dan here. And this week, we actually have someone really cool with us. Uh, Lorena is one of those people that uh, I've heard about through the Homebrew Happy Hour with uh, Josh and uh, Todd and James. And uh, great show. Highly recommend you go check these guys out. If you want to have a good time and good laughs along the way, it's always good, especially with Josh, because he has no shame. Um, <laughs> it's you, you're laughing because it's true. It's true. It's true. It's, it's true. So uh, he has no shame, and uh, hopefully someday down the line, I can get these guys on my podcast because I've tried with to no avail. But we'll see. Um, but uh, Lorena is one of those people that um, I want to have on the show because she. Correct me if I'm wrong. She's one of those people that helped create and and promote the use of this software called Brewer's Friend, which I find to be a juggernaut when it comes to these things online. And it's all cloud-based, which is fantastic. The calculators I use on a regular basis. The recipe builder is fantastic. If I had someone else along the way to help me, help me out, it would have been great because I was kind of taking my keyboard and smacking my head against it, trying to figure stuff out. But I did eventually. Uh, there was no beer harmed along the way, so it's all good. Um, Lorena, thank you very much for being on the show today. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate you having me. Uh, by far, it's like one of those, I heard you on the Homebrew Happy Hour and the boys had a hard time keeping up with you. It was like, this is the person I want to have on the show because this person will give me a run for my money. Because I usually have a tendency to, to run a mile a minute, but Every now and then I do get kind of stubble, but whatever. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and how uh, you got involved with uh, Brewer's Friend? Oh, well, um, I have been brewing for a really long time. Um, really seriously, though, probably only 15 or 17 years. Um, I started making wine um, and I found that it's really simple and easy to make wine. It's a little more challenging to make really good wine. 
um, but I was still intimidated by beer. You know, you have this boil and this utilization and, um, you know, just these mysterious hocus pocusy things. So it took me a number of years to, to really even try beer. And I, I did buy Mr. Beer 2000 or Beer Machine 2000 in the Mr. Beer. And it just, the results weren't really good. Um, but one of my friends on my hockey team um, broke my leg and um, I was in a wheelchair for a, a about 18 months and I was bored. So I started reading up on beer. So I bought a beer kit and made beer and I had some questions. They were a little different than wine. You know, I got the kit and did the boil and it was an extract batch. And I went on the internet to, because I'm like, I don't see any airlock bubbling or the question that every new brewer has. Um, oh, because wine bubbles, it does things, <clears throat> it does all kinds of things that you can see. And uh, I typed a question in on Google and out came a, a forum with that answer called homebrewtalk.com. Um, I, I blame them. I, they owe me about $10,000 because they created this monster <laughs> that now has, you know, this half barrel, all electric yeah. herms in their laundry room. Um, so anyway, and that's how I got involved. And I, then I became a moderator later in admin of homebrew talk. And so this is maybe 2005, 2006. And, and shortly thereafter, the guy that owns the forum, the homebrew talk forum and a lot of other forums said, Hey, Hey, I just bought this other software. It's called Brewer's Friend. Do you, do you use that? And I was like, no, nah, I heard of it, but I use Beersmith. And he's like, well, try it. I'll make, you know, so we, let me know what you think. I tried it. And I kind of forgot about it for a while. A couple of years later, he said, well, what do you think? Why are you not using it? And I said, well, there's some things about it. that honestly kind of suck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he says like, okay. what? <laughs> and I, Said, well, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Um, but he says, what do you like? I said, well, I love that it's cloud-based, that I can be on my laptop, be on my desktop, be on my yeah. whatever. I think it was years before iPads. Um, and, and, and to be able to, to brew, and, and, and that's what I do like. And so he hired, and the developer owner that was, owned the software with him worked with me and gave me a wish, a wish list and I gave it to them. And then they hired a couple developers and actually now they're bringing out brand new apps. They're, they've got mm -hmm. a lot of really cool things going on. So I'm really glad to be a part of it. And I was trying to think when this all happened, you know, and when you look back, I do not remember the timeline of this, but I'm thinking it was somewhere around 2013 to 2015. So I've been associated with them for a while. I've seen a lot of changes. So it's been a lot of fun. Um, I now use Brewer's Friend exclusively and have been for a while. And I'm looking here to see my recipes. I think I have somewhere around 350 different recipes in Brewer's Friend. So you can Holy tell I've been using it for a while. <laughs> wow, and I thought I was getting getting there with uh, maybe like 20 odd plus, So, but damn. We're not limited, it's unlimited. You can have as many as you want. Um, so yeah, and, and again, no, this is the period of many years that, that I've been doing this and, and creating recipes and um, really, really enjoying it. So um, actually it's like 350 recipes that I have in there currently. Damn. A lot of them are public. So if you want to look at some of the recipes I use for stout, <laughs> we were talking about stout earlier, um, feel free. Um, but I, I've really been happy to be a part of it. So again, thank you for having me. And I'm associated with homebrew, you mentioned the homebrew happy hour guys. They're personal friends of mine, and they are great guys. I smile and laugh just thinking about them and the craziness. And yet, every time I talk to them and listen to their podcast, I learn something. So I'm still learning just like everyone else. So I'm really glad to be a part of this.
So maybe you could rally out of the cage and say, hey, there's a guy in Canada trying to get you yeah. on his show. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, and, and I, I don't know if you know this, Dan, and, and, and as your listeners, but I do speak Canadian. Um, I'm from the UP of Michigan, and we know how to talk, especially when we're golfing and you get your yeah. ball in the bush, you know, and um, oh, so. <laughs> que tu <peux> <laughs> I don't know that one. Ah, okay. Ah. So, uh, so in Canada, we have uh, French and English, and then yes. if you go way up north, you have uh, the uh, indigenous people, so you have a, uh, like uh, um, Inuit and all different dialects you have all the first nations people so you have the cree the mohawk uh the algonquin people and things like that so there's quite the hodgepodge here different languages so every now and then you go walking around like where i am in ottawa i'm in the east end so it's predominantly french and you go walking around and it's just like okay okay that's french i can understand that and you're like what the hell was that that i just hear (laughs) but it's but it's cool it's really really cool to be able to have that kind of influence and i've run into like the most unusual people, because uh, I also worked part-time for a while before COVID happened for a beer tour company called Brew Donkey, which was really cool. Uh, we went to uh, a, a German brewer down in the northern, no, southern part of Ottawa, if you were heading towards Toronto. And this gentleman, he's East Indian, and he has a German brewery. <laughs> cool. And it's like, you would never think that. It was so cool. And it's like, honestly, the brewmaster actually went to Germany to learn how to properly make German ales and German lagers. And it was totally great. I mean, Sheldon is fantastic guy to go and talk to and learn about beers and things like that with. And the only hiccup I had is like, I took a, I took a tour in there one day and these people had already been priming themselves. And, um, you're laughing, but this is so true. You know, you take a you take a drunk, grown drunk man into somewhere. He's like a two year old toddler, and it fits everywhere. And then it's just like, okay, well, you have to babysit people, and they're like on their whiteboard. I'm erasing the whiteboard because there's pictures being drawn that shouldn't be on the whiteboard. <laughs> And then someone actually had, excuse me for saying this, had the balls to actually go to Sheldon and say, "You don't know how to make beer." Ouch. And I'm like, you're gone out. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally understand what you're saying by the differences around, but mm-hmm. you know, beer is not that different. Beer is like international unilateral. Mm-hmm. It is the one of the most um, community based things and most unpretentious things I find that's out there. And it's always great to go and meet new people over a glass of beer because you can, there's, there's, you're talking beer. I mean, what, what's, what's more great than that? Yeah. And you know, what's really funny. So I was in Germany and we were a couple, a couple of years ago, and we were actually going to do a, a beer tour. I don't normally do tours, but I really wanted to do this one. Brought mm-hmm. a friend with me who loves beer. She doesn't brew, she loves beer. So we are there before the tour starts and we're in Freising, not yet in Munich. And I put on Facebook, you know, here we are in Freising, you know, um, having beer in the beer garden. And we were at um, Bahia Stefan. And uh, I got a note back on Facebook and it said, there are people on the tour with you currently in that beer garden. Here's a photo. And so I got this photo and I looked around and this was after a couple of beers. I walked up to the people and said, hey, 
you're on my phone. And I showed them a picture of themselves on my phone. After they were done being creeped out, we um, had a beer together. And I find that every person in that beer garden mostly spoke English. We were pretty much all talking to each other. There's something yeah. so friendly. About it's an beer. international thing. It's like there's nothing you can. International. Uh, it's, it, I mean, I know wine is very much um, a social thing as well, but I find uh, people are going to probably shoot me for the saying this. Be careful. I make wine too. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about making wine. I just find those that um, predominantly drink wine uh, usually tend to turn their noses up at people who like beer um, or, or try to say, well, you know, beer is kind of like the same thing or almost the same process as making wine uh, that you have to have your base, you have to ferment it, and then you have to bottle it and let it condition and everything mm -hmm. else. And they're like, well, no, is this, there's so much more to making wine. <laughs> there's so much more to this. I'm like, um, I don't know, but I'm not going to get into this battle. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things, but yet I digress. So, um, Brewer's Friend, I find is one of the greatest things out there. And I've been trying to share my screen so we could do a walkthrough talk through. And it keeps telling me as I go through here, go to share my screen. It is telling me to open up my security preferences. I've tried this and it's saying, yeah, you suck. So... <laughs> What we're going to do is we'll, uh, we'll do a bit of a walkthrough talk through okay. and, uh, and we'll, we'll discuss the different parts that are there. Okay. Some of the parts that I, I really like about Brewer's Friend is the recipe builder. Mm -hmm. I love that because you can base it on the two different uh, me uh, measurement systems, uh, other pounds or kilograms, which I find is living here in Canada. It gets confusing because you can use both. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, true, true. The Canadians are, are, are um, some of the causes of some of the issues we've had. But even Americans do that. Um, you know, we should all be all metric, really, because uh, I use grams for some things. I use ounces yeah. for some things. And I use pounds for some things, but I also use liters. Uh, and yeah. so do the Canadians. And um, we have found that it's really hard to mix these ingredients. But we have yeah. it working well now. So if you want to use a pound or a kilogram or an ounce or a gram, you can all do that in the recipe builder with your chosen measurements. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's one of my favorite things too. So what I like about the recipe builder is, is that you have access to a wide variety of different styles of uh, base malts, specialty malts, uh, acid malts. Uh, and, th and and yeasts and hops. Um, when you're going through building it um, and you choose it, is it, does it tell you that, or I'm, I really haven't noticed this because when I go, I have an idea of what I want in my beer, but does it tell you that, is there a way for it to tell you, well, I don't think this is going to work or? Uh... Um, well, you know, what I like to do I am not necessarily a style guru, but as a BJCP judge, you know, we do try, you know, you, to, to, to put picture in your mind what you're going to make, it helps to categorize it. You know, yeah. I want to make something that tastes like this and this and this. Well, is that a Vienna lager type or, and, and when you do that, when you build your recipe, you can choose a style. Um, and that helps because it will give you little green checks if you are in the style guidelines um, for that particular item that you're you're okay. wanting to make um so that will tell you now if 
there was a problem, this is years ago with a different software. Um, I was on the forum of Homebrew Talk and someone made a recipe that sounded really, really good and it didn't work and they wanted to know mm. why. And they used, I don't know what software, but whatever, maybe ProMash or something way back then. Um, he used 12 pounds of crystal malt and a pound of Munich. And pounds of crystal? Pots. Crystal, what? He didn't have anything in the software that told him that crystal malt is not a base malt. He thought it sounded good. He read it and it was like, you know, it's going to have toasted, nutty, sweet. Um, so one of the things that I love about Brewer's Friend is you can actually see as you're building your recipe, the diastatic power of the grain you chose. And you mm -hmm. have a little note saying you must have at least 30. We recommend more. And it does it for you. So I'm looking at a recipe now, just one I picked at random, and I can see that I have several ingredients that have zero for diastatic di power, including some carahel, some flaked wheat, some carapils, little corn sugar. This is obviously an IPA. Um, little crystal Jeez, malt. Jeez, I wonder why. <laughs> little acid malt. Um, but I do happen to have 16 pounds of two-row. So I can see that I have green for the dice factor. So when we say, is this going to work? I can't guarantee you if you open Brewer's Friend today and you make a recipe, it's going to be the best beer ever because there is a little more knowledge. But we do everything we can to give you the tools to right. ensure that you get the balance that you want, enough diastatic power for your mash. Um, and I have to say that we do have a lot of extract and partial mash brewers that use it. And the same with partial mash. When you're doing a partial mash, you want to make sure your ingredients will give you a proper mash. Mm -hmm. Extract, you want to make sure you've got your water volumes right, the extract you're using, and your specialty grains right. So I find that I find it's much easier to actually make a recipe when you look at the software and you look and you see what it's actually doing when it's calculating things kind of behind the scenes and then giving you a, a green number or a green okay. check. I would encourage people to look at those green checks and see exactly what, what it's telling you. Um, it's intuitive in a lot of ways, um, but there's some details in there that people hear. A lot of times people ask me, just yesterday someone asked me, well, how do I do a search for a recipe that has carahel in it? I'm like, well, that little bar on the top just says search. But it's not always obvious because there's so much to look at. So yeah. I would always ask people to play with it, ask questions, use it. Um, and look at the ingredients that are in that the database. There's a lot. Oh, yeah. You find what you need in there. Oh, I've gone into this thing and into the database. And I'm just like, oh, my dear Lord. It's like, <laughs> it, you're so overwhelmed. It's overwhelming how much is out there. I mean, anything from, from, the, from your grains to your hops to um, the different style of yeasts. I mean, everyone has their own preferences for yeasts that they like to use. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm very much a escarpment laboratories guy because I love using liquid yeasts. Richard Priest uh, in Guelph, Ontario is one of the co-founders and hi Richard, hope you're listening. <laughs> um, it, their yeast, I find it, it like, it's, it's mind-blowing how effective it is. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I put it on the same level that I think, um, um, I think Imperial is. That's, I was just going to say, I mm -hmm. use a lot of Imperial yeast when I can. Yeah. Um, sometimes you can't, but that's one of my yeah. favorites. It's really great. So that's one of the ones that I can't get here where I live, mm -hmm. but I have access to Saffel, Y-Yeast, uh, Yeast Bay, um, okay. White Labs, 
escarpment laboratories, but I'm pretty sure if I wanted to go like put an order into um, a, a shop down in Toronto, I could have access to all this stuff, but right. then there's no guarantee it's going to be in one piece when it gets here. <laughs> if it's, if it's going to be shipped during the summer or else it could be dead by the time it gets here because of how hot it could be, whatever else. So, but um, back talking brewer's friend here. Um, uh when you go, uh, one thing I've noticed is that I've gone in and I've clicked on different things for hops and I'm like, okay, I don't have this hop with me. Is there, um, okay, so now we're back and we're ready again. All right. Oh my God. That was the most embarrassing thing ever. <sighs> no, you'll have something else more embarrassing when you're talking to me. Don't worry about it. Okay. Note to self. Uh <laughs> Oh, sorry, let's get serious. Oh, no, that's all good. It's all good. Um, so uh, looking at the, the list inside of the Brewer's Friend, I've noticed that you, um, it, like I was saying before, it's really overwhelming. I mean, there's so much in there. Um, I've gone in when I was looking at hops and things because I'm like, I don't necessarily have this in stock. And um, I go and look to see what can be used as a replacement or an equivalent. And I go, okay, there's the hop. And then it just gives me a whole lot of other recipes. And I'm almost like, not what I'm looking for. So then I go into my Yak and the Chief app and I'm like, okay, all right, here we go. All right. Yeah, and, and I have a note here that that is something we would love to do, suggest hops. But I'm mm -hmm. sure that anyone who buys hops knows that there are new hops out there, like I swear oh. every day. Um, and what was really great a number of years ago was when we started getting a lot of Australian hops and some other mm -hmm. unknown hops to us. You know, we all knew the German hops and we all knew Cascade and Centennial. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's a great idea. And I do have that on a note of something that we want, but right now um, what you're doing is probably the best way to do it. Go to your favorite hop supplier and see what they recommend for subs. And I'm sure you know this um, and probably many users do not everyone. If you buy East Kent Goldings from Britain, mm -hmm. they are very different than the Goldings from the US, from the, the Steering Goldings. They have some qualities in common, their parentage is similar, but they are very different. So just because something on it has the word Golding in it, yeah. um, you, you have to, so really when you're considering hot varieties, it probably is deeper than the scope of any software to really give you. But if we could tell you, oh, you're out of Amarillo, well, maybe try using this or that. Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be a good thing, but I think it would have to be at least minimal a little bit because there are so many new varieties and so many companies and so many areas of, oh, yeah. of the world that make hops now. Yeah, I mean, I have a hop here that you guys don't have inside your software, which is really? Canadian, which is Canadian only by a company really? called Hops, by a company called Hops Connect. Uh, it, it's called Sasquatch. It's a proprietary one to Canada only. And I'm going to be making a uh, smash beer with that uh, probably within the oh. next uh, couple of weeks. Let me know how that comes out. I'm really curious. I will. I will. I'm, I'm, and then obviously I'm calling the, calling the beer because you know, Sasquatch it's going to get called Bigfoot. Of course. And I have a friend designing a label with a, with a picture of a foot and the logo uh, of my little home brewery is going to go in the center of the foot for the label. Oh, that's really awesome. Yeah. Which I is pretty cool. It's not abominable. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I couldn't. Wah, wah. I know. That one's for you, Josh. 
I will. I, I tell me, I, I ask Josh. I'm a lot better after a beer. Honestly, I'm a lot funnier. At least I think I am. I think you're great right now. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, back. <laughs> Back to the software. <laughs> Back to the software. Um, so when you're going into the software and you're building everything, it, um, when it comes to things like uh, your um, CO2 and, or if you're mm -hmm. priming sugars, I mean, it tells you things like what you need for your volumes if you're forced carbonating or, what, or mm -hmm. your different types of priming sugars. Um, I have noticed because uh, you don't have the Cooper's carb drops there. We don't. You don't. <sighs> Oh my gosh, I'm looking through the list and there's like everything else in here. You can use sorghum syrup if you want to. Exactly, you could. Um, but let the, me write that uh, down. I have, we've got to add that. Yeah, because I love the, like when I was, when I was bottle conditioning, the Cooper's Carb Drops for a 350 mil bottle, all it is is one of those drops per bottle. You cap it and you're done. And when you take yeah. the lid off, it usually goes off with a bang. It's oh, like, okay. it's, it's that, it, those little drops are that good. And it's the easiest thing to, to measure out other than doing table sugar by weight, whatever else. So if you're doing, say, a uh, 750 bottle, uh, it's uh, two of those. And mm -hmm. if you're doing a 500 ml bottle, all it is is one and a half. One and a half. And, and yeah. it's, it's the easiest thing to do. And I, I've had nothing but success doing it like that. And I bet it would be great for people who keg part of a batch because if you're priming an entire batch, eh, it's not so bad to do the priming sugar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're doing, you know, three gallons in the keg and bottling two gallons, that's kind of a pain. And it would be great to have that on there. I, I'm, Absolutely. Have that. I'm making a list. Ooh, wow. <laughs> hey, something I, I was able to help Lori and I out. This is great. <laughs> you're done now. No, I'm just <laughs> hey. <laughs> I love it. One of the things that we absolutely love is we get a lot of emails. We get some um, people contact us on Facebook and things. Mm. We love hearing from people because honestly, the best ideas come from people who use the software. Yes. Um, and that's why when I asked the owner, asked me why I don't use it. I was like, well, because he wanted to know, he didn't get it defensive. He's like, why tell me, and that's still the attitude we have. So I am, I, that's good. my list, I'm writing down what you're, nice. you, your suggestions, uh, and they're good suggestions too, by the well, way. Well, thank you. Thank so, you. Well, that's, that's no, the first thing they said to a combat arms guy. That's a good suggestion. <laughs> we're used to, we're just, just the breaking things. Um, yeah, well, keep it coming. Keep it coming. So uh, I do know, uh, I have had friends that come and ask me, well, you, you've suggested this. This is a great software. We love it. Um, but why should we use it? Uh, compared to someone like like Beersmith or mm -hmm. Brewfather. I was like, it's all personal preference. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use Beersmith, I mean, I tried using it. No no offense to Bruce, uh, Beersmith. It's confusing as hell. To me. I, I, I felt that way um, when I started. However, I used it long enough because uh, yeah. I'm very determined because I paid $20 for it. Um, <laughs> this was in like, I don't know, nine. 2001 yeah. or something. Um, but I did learn it, but it's got like kind of a Windows 3.1 kind of look Vibe. to it, you know, tab, yeah. tab, 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 and you pay yeah. extra for cloud storage. Um, however, some people do use it and use it effectively. I'm not one of them <laughs> any longer. This kid right um, here. 
Um, yeah, and, and I think what you're right, I think you hit on it. It's, it's, it's personal preference for your needs and your brewing. Um, one of the things I like to, to talk about, some of the features, some of the more geeky of us have are like tilt hydrometers, okay? Mm. I'm sure a lot of people could care less. I love it. I look, I can get on my phone or my iPad yes. and go, what's the temperature of my fermenter right yep. now? And is it done? And now who does that? Only the Me. geekiest, well, the geekiest or at least the most um, detail oriented. There are other people that say, well, I'm just going to leave it in the fermenter for three weeks and I'm going to check on it. So they may not be as impressed by the tilt and the um, oh, no. Plato integrations, but that's not necessary to use. You can still use the streamline simple software. Yeah. So what we try to do is make it flexible enough that the dorkiest, geekiest water chemistry <laughs> ones like, like me um, can really use it and use it to its fullness and be happy with that, as well as an extract brewer who just wants to know what's my final gravity going to be and how much alcohol does it have and how are the hops? Are the hops giving me enough bitterness for my batch? Um, and, so, and we have professional brewers too. You know, we have the, the gamut from the very beginning new brewer to the professional and we offer support for all of that because right. we all brew differently. You, you do pressure fermenting. I don't, I mean, we all, there's a room for all of us. And so yep. really, you know, that's, what's really cool is, hearing how you brew and like, oh, gonna add spoonding to the carbonation level too and all these other little notes I'm making. Yeah. Um, we really appreciate that. But you know, I, I really hope that you find it and everyone who uses it finds it good for them. Now if you want me to badmouth Beersmith or brew father, no. I can't. I no, can't. No. Because they have their use. Um and it's not somebody else's fault that I find it confusing. It's just I'm not that smart. Um but what people use, if they're happy with it, I think they should stick with it. Um, yep. You know, and um, if you compare and contrast, the one thing I really, really love is the cloud storage. You know, no, I'm I in Florida right now looking at a recipe that I made in Michigan. And I, it's no problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy using um, Brewer's Friend um, mainly because it's, it's very user-friendly. It's very straightforward. And... It, it, I find that once you have act, well, once you you do you have access, I should say, to a whole plethora of recipes, and you can go through and you find the one that works right for you, and you can bring it over, copy it, and then you can go in and you can make it your own. You can go and adjust things. You can say, I want this, I want that, um, and then the one thing I like the best is when I take something that says, oh, this is like 400 barrels and go, let's scale that down to like 10 gallons and it's yeah. done instantly for you. This is awesome. <laughs> it's great. That is really one, a, a good feature too. Um, and a lot of people too um, probably don't know this, but as you look at your screen, if, when you're looking at Brewer's Friend and you click recipe tools, a lot of people don't know that that's even there. That right there in that header, right below you can see where that scaling option is you can share it you can get a url yeah. and share it and say hey you know jerry what do you think of this you can copy it you can make a label you can see your water requirements right there um, you can add it to your shopping list so that even if you've never clicked that before i would encourage everybody when they when they are, have brewers yeah. front open click that see what it does see what see what you can yeah. do with it so I like the the inventory option that you guys have. Mm 
mm-hmm. because then I can go on and go, okay, because uh, I have a whiteboard here. You really can't see it, but it's all for my upcoming beers that I have planned that's coming down the line, uh, things that I have kegged and that are carbonating right now. And uh, let's see, that's what, one, two, three, four, over 20, 20 to 25 different styles of hops that were given to me <laughs> that I have to burn through now before they go bad. <laughs> and I'm like, Ugh. And it was between that and all the grain that I've been given, like, like the, my boss is at, at the brewery I'm at, like, we don't homebrew anymore because we have this big chemistry set here, <laughs> which is a 15 barrel brew house. And like, we have this, do you want it? I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my boss, uh, Justin, who's our brewmaster, he also says, well, we were just given a boatload of hops that I'm not going to use all because they're all in like one and two ounce packets. Mm-hmm. Here. I'm like, do you, do you want any money for it? No, no, go use it. I'm like, okay. I mean, I had another friend, so while I'm getting out of this, here's a bunch of one pound bags of hops. And I'm like, dear God, man. So now I've got things like Wainia, I've got Callista, Calypso, and I'm like, oh, see, I, I still have you cannot that, that I got a similar way. I'm like, what am I gonna do with all that? What am I doing with this? Two pounds yep. of you cannot. Well, something. <laughs> uh, IPA. That's <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can make some besides say. IPAs, just in case you didn't know that. Not often, that? but I could if I wanted to. Challenge has been put down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and if you want, my a bunch of friends and I are doing a whole little homebrew competition. If you want in on it, you can do it. We're just making a straightforward brown porter. Uh, oh. So if you if you want to be in on it, I'll add you to our little group on Instagram. But then I'd have to just stay home and drink it myself because I can't send it to Canada. And? <laughs> oh, the problem with that is? Exactly. I made a true brown porter in a really long time. I, well, there I, you go. There's a challenge for you. Hmm. Hmm. Just look up dog hair brewing on Brewer's Friend. <laughs> I will do that. And you'll find it. It's there. I will do that. I will do that. So, but... Um, when it comes to things like your water chemistry, if someone's completely new to things like water chemistry and with Brewer's Friend, how do you go about figuring that out? That, that's, many brewers feel, get to be confident with their all grain brewing and their ingredients and things, but they feel like water chemistry is the final frontier. And one of the things we're discussing right now is that a couple of software companies have something we don't and it's an easy button you push it and it tells you to make this burton water profile add you know, seven this, grams eight grams yeah. with all this crap and it's in your beer uh, salts not crap salts um <laughs> but i have been really opposed to that for a while and here's why when a computer models this profile that may or may not even be what the brewer originally from that town even used um the software does not know that, okay, for example, I'll use a couple of examples. The sodium is this much, the bicarbonate is this much, the calcium is this much, okay? It might, and you want a mass pH of 5.4. You plug that in and it gives you the results. It sounds easy. However, it might have you adding baking soda to increase the sodium and the bicarbonate, but that's gonna increase the mass pH, so it has you adding acid to reduce it or worse, adding chalk for the calcium, which precipitates out, and then you add acid. To, so even though, yes, it's easy, 
when you do that, you are actually not getting the water profile that you're plugging in because yep. those salts interact. You add an acid and a base, they neutralize each other. So you're not getting what you think you're getting. Okay. So I've had people say, but I want that. So what we're actually talking about right now is a way to allow a bit of that, but with a tiny, tiny bit of education on there's a reason you don't add acid and bases, you know, and try to make it yeah. still simple. So what we suggest you do when you look at the water chemistry, first of all, less is more. You're never going to go wrong adding less. And uh, right. think of it, think of brewing salts as seasonings because they are, they're, they're salts. Um, when you're making spaghetti sauce, a little onion, a little garlic, a little salt, a little pepper might take a spaghetti sauce from really good to great. Same is true with water chemistry. You are not going to take a bad beer, a base, bad base or a not very good beer and make it excellent by adding a tablespoon of gypsum. You can, however, make a really good beer just a little bit better, just tweak it a little with a certain addition. So think of it that way. It's not the final frontier of brewing. It's water. Uh, water chemistry yeah. is complex you know that's why they have hydrologists and, and things but really brewing water you want a just a gentle soft base overall especially if you start with reverse osmosis water or a, kind of a neutral profile then you can add what you want but i would tell all beginning brewers when they're starting consider the mash ph first um, when i first started i made okay beer but i have where I live up north, I have um, alkaline water. It's kind of high in bicarbonate. Tastes great. Tastes wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, and I noticed that like my Kolsch and some of my lighter beers had a bit of harshness, especially those with noble hops. Um, and I learned that my sparge, my sparge pH was high. So just doing a few minor things and reducing the pH really brought that to the front. So I would encourage everybody, first of all, to not be intimidated by water. Um, we do have on our blog, a three-part article. Um, I, I wrote it for myself. So it is kind of water chemistry for dummies. Um, not that anybody's a dummy except this dummy. But I You wrote have it not seen me try to brew yet. Oh. <laughs> well, Trust me, it's an adventure. If anybody can, I don't want to say master because I don't think I'll ever master, but if anybody can understand and even explain water chemistry, um, if I can do it, really, anybody can learn this. It's a little bit of reading um, and a little bit of, of, of tweaking. So when you open this water chemistry link on the water calc part, um, it actually walks you through it. Um, it tells you, you know, um, and if, you, if, if, if you're playing with it and you add three grams of this and two grams of that or whatever measurements you're using, you can even use teaspoons on, on Brewer's Friend. Um, it will give you a little red, that's kind of a lot, kind of a, a warning. Um, you do just want to target a mash pH and, and that's acceptable. Generally, 5.3 to 5.5 is, is a good place unless you're mm -hmm. growing something non-traditional. Um, and add things and, and find that if you're right in the green, it's probably going to be okay. If you're leaning towards the reds because people that make New England IPAs, and they want to add a lot of chloride, mm -hmm. you'll get a little like, eh, are you sure you want to do this? So try it. Ask questions, read, read the, yes. the 
the water chemistry, the three-part series for beginning um, water chemistry brewers, um, I think they'll find it helpful because just like with cooking, if you're going to add something to your chicken soup, you want to know what you're adding and why. You know, you don't want to go, well, here's something in the cabinet. I think I'll put a cup of this in. No, it's like cooking. So think of those brewing salts as like cooking, you know, and seasoning. Um, that's the best like, advice I can give it. <laughs> sure. Because water chemistry is a whole couple of hours just in itself. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, uh, chemistry and I in school never really got along. Oh. So I don't look at making beer as chemistry. I look at it as my mental health moment. It's being out, <laughs> being out in my garage, being by myself, doing my thing. And every now and then, you know, maybe a pop opens up as I'm brewing. And yeah. things tend to happen when I'm doing that. So that's, I think that's the norm. But I want to touch back on something that you mentioned before about the tilt hydrometers and the plating okay. and things like that. Yes. Um, I know a, a while ago on Facebook, and you you answered me pretty damn quick, I'll, I will admit that, was uh -oh. that I was having problems. Uh, was that my, you? That was me. <laughs> oh, I was I having problems that, getting, yeah. getting my uh, tilt to link up to the profile. And I'm like, okay, whatever else. So I'm going, I'm like following everything. I'm like, oh, great. It's working. And I was like, okay, I'll take everything out. Let it shut down. I'm like, God damn it. It's not hooked up again. And I, I had a Play-Doh until I, I had two Play-Dohs until I killed them both. Uh, believe it or not. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 the Play-Dohs I killed, one was, it was a defaulty one and they sent me a new one. The other one is I did a uh, New England IPA and it could, and I used the uh, foggy London yeast that Scarlet Labs puts out. And that yeast, what you call the, the, uh, the beast of a yeast, because the Play-Doh could not keep up with the bubble count. Really? It was, at one point, it stopped counting at 800 bubbles a minute. Oh my gosh. No wonder you killed it. Yep. And then the next morning it came back, the top cap was cracked. And I'm like, oh, dear God. <laughs> so with the integrations, um, is there anything that we should really, I mean, the, the, the instructions are very straightforward. But for someone who's like, kind of like me, fat fingers and beats their head against the keyboard trying, is there anything that we really should pay attention to when we're trying to make sure things are linked up properly? You know, when I got my tilt, hooked up the the hardest part for me and i don't i don't use plate i've seen them i i've seen them at other people using them and i do not use an ice spindle so i that one is trickier because you got to build it and things so i don't build the ability, stuff yeah if you have the ability to do that you, you don't need me um but like with the tilt seriously following the step by step and direct directions was all i needed to do um, I was lucky enough to know in advance, though, that I needed something to send the data, um, you know, like an iPad or a Raspberry Pi yeah. or an old iPhone, something to send the data um, or have it, you know, be able to be read really, really close. A lot of people would have like stainless fermenters in a refrigerator or something. They have to keep that in mind. Um, but I think with the directions the way they are, um, I think that it's pretty straightforward um, and that we haven't had a lot of questions from people about it. Okay. Um, some of the question that came, I think Tilt, when they went from um, the first app to the second to the Tilt 2, mm. I think that they made some changes that might have made the, the API integration a little bit 
um, difficult at first on their end, but I, I know they've resolved that and I think everything's okay. been working really well. Um, one of the favorite things that people are asking me right now, we ask for new features all the time. So many people love this feature. They actually want that to be like their homepage when they come on Brewer's Friend so they can see that. Um, and I think I'm probably going to work a way that they can do that because um, it's so much fun to be able to see uh, the charts. Um, oh, yeah. But, well, I like it when I open up Brewer's Friend and it comes up and you see what's being brewed right now. You know, so that oh. ticker tape going across. And I'm like, yes. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> You know, is there now and then I go, okay, where, where's mine? Where's mine? I got something going. I'm like, it's always someone else's beer, but your own. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny too, because I, as you watch them, you're like, first of all, like, oh, that sounds good. Ooh, ooh, oh, you know, I make exactly. my own little noises to everything. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I hope that peanut butter and jelly porter thing comes out oh. really good, <laughs> you know, as it goes by. <laughs> The very first big beer I tried making was a s'mores stout. Oh. And it was going great until I added the graham crackers to that mash. <laughs> the stuck mash or stuck barge or both? Uh, cement. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody could see that coming. <laughs> oh, no. well, it's when I, I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, what's, you know, no fear. Just go for it. Got everything going. I'm, getting, uh, I'm like, digging and I broke the spoon and, and then I'm in there trying to dig out the plastic spoon bit and I'm like well we'll see what happens so in, in my in the last year and a bit I've learned like for because I use a robo brew I put the malt pipe inside of a mesh bag to catch all the trub and everything else ah. which is actually works fantastic uh and then and I'll then that in mind and then the, the the but the new stock the Gen three came with a, like a, like a really fine screen that goes over top the 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 of the other the, like I guess the false bottom that's inside the malt pipe, and I got rid of that because it's causing more problems than what it's worth because I have the mesh bag so I don't have to worry about there right. being a lot of stuff going into it. But the one thing I will say is that where the intake pump is. Even mm -hmm. if there's not a lot of trub that goes into it, but when you start adding your hops and things like that, unless you have a hop spider or you use oh. a bag, you're going to clog the pump because there's no screen that goes over top of it. So uh -huh. I've put like those little T-balls you can get. Mm -hmm. broke yeah. That in, yep. Broke that in half and put that over top the manifold. Oh, so you have a screen. I have a screen. Ah. But there's just so many different profiles are for um, different uh, styles of equipment how do you make sure that you're putting the right one into um brewer's friend when you want to make sure that you have your your efficiencies and everything else right that that's that's really probably the most difficult part part of the software because it i don't know say 20 years ago there were the three vessel system the two vessel system um, pretty much all the same. You had to adjust your boil off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But now there are so many different things from, you know, and from the Robo Brew and um, the Pico Brew, not anymore, but um, a lot of people using Grandfather. The other thing is there's all these homemade things coming out yep. that are really awesome and cool. Um, I have a really odd system because I have the traditional three vessel system, um, but I've made them bottom draining. And then I have this big false bottom, but then I decided I really like a bag too, because 
I'm a weakling. I put a tippy dump on, but it makes it much easier if you can pull everything out yep. with a bag. So I do a brew in a bag on a three vessel Herms half barrel system. Now you don't find that profile just laying around somewhere. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. So, and so I know for myself, I would have loved to be able to know all those numbers. Um, the good part is for, especially for people who have robo brew or grandfather, you may not even know this brewer's friend has a forum. And so you can go on the brewer's friend forum and say, Hey, how did you guys do your setting for the robo brew version yeah. three and other, somebody else will tell you, Oh, here's my profile because we just simply cannot have all of those in the equipment profiles yeah. to tweet for everyone. Your boil off is going to even be different than someone else's, um, you know? And so it, that is the toughest part, setting up your equipment profile. It, but once it's set, it is so accurate. I have no problems with it. It's the same all the time, um, but that is tough. And so we would really encourage anybody who's having trouble with the equipment profiles, reach out to us, support at brewersfriend.com, send us an email. Um, go on the forum, ask around, tweak yeah. it, um, play with it, do a couple of run-throughs. If you get a brand new system, do a run-through with water um, because we do not want to see anybody really mess up a batch because their water volumes are wrong due to their entries or something like that. Um, I will say I, I love the app uh, <clears throat> because when I'm out in the garage, I'm like, okay, let's open it up. What's the strike water got to be? Uh, it's got to be like uh, 168 degrees. All right. right plug it in let it do its thing get it up all right it's there it strikes ready put the grain in drop it down to 155 we're all good and then let it do its thing yeah. and you know stir around with a spoon just to make sure things doing its thing because when it comes time for voriloff and i've had this happen every now and then is that so much of the liquid gets absorbed into the grain that you have mm -hmm. to get in there to get it to come out otherwise you're going to have a dry pump you're going to burn mm -hmm. your pump out and everything else. So I totally get it. Totally, mm -hmm. totally get it. Yeah. Um, the app I find though, uh, can be a little temperamental. <laughs> um, I, I will say, of course, right now we don't have an Android or windows app. So we only have the iOS right now. I will yeah. tell you, and I think everyone will agree that, Unfortunately, it has not kept pace with the developments that we've done on the site version. And we actually discourage people from using this app as a result because with all of the new updates and things that we've put into the site version, we really um, went above and beyond to optimize the site for mobile. Okay. Too. So anybody that has internet around um, and generally with your phone, depending on where you are, you will um, use the site version um, right at this moment. And I mean, literally at this moment, there are two developers working on those apps. Nice. We have totally redone them. We're going to have an Android version and an iOS version. I don't know about the windows app. Um, I, I don't know because the, some people still have are getting windows phones, but I don't know that one, but I do know that we were hoping to have these out by Christmas and now it's been what a week and a half and they are feverishly working on them. We're going to be ready yeah. for beta testing soon. And I think you will be very pleased at the integration between the new apps. Um, the other one is just so outdated and it, it was hard because we brought all these wonderful new ingredients and these new whirlpool hops, hop stands, all these new mm. things that have happened in the last 10 years. Um, but the app has not 
it really kept pace. Right. So um, we'll try to put out a big announcement and we'll send out some emails um, when those are out. But um, I'll be a beta tester. Very happy to hey, be a beta right, tester. Send me, send me an email after we hang up and um, I'll put you on the list because we need that. We really do. And kind of like what they said to me when they, before they hired me is what's wrong. I said, well, <laughs> Help us fix it. Um, and that's what we want. We love our, we have beta testers for our site version two volunteering and um, we really rely on them because even though we test and we test and we test, the six of us, um, I cannot come up with every scenario. In fact, one guy just found something that's been live on the site for a while. And it was when you, uh, I can't even remember how he got there, but it basically was, well, when you do this and then you click that and then you make that recipe a snapshot, the yeast mm -hmm. doubles. Okay, well, yes. I have never done those things in that order and had no idea. I'm like, oh, we know that, we can fix it. So um, we love the beta testers, people that really work hard to, to help with us. Or again, you find something, let us know. I had no okay. idea if you click this and click this and click this and click that and then click brew it or whatever he did that you get two yeast. I had no idea. So we're fixed it. Um, there you so go. We, we love hearing from people. So um, yeah, if anybody else wants to be a beta tester, support at brewersfriend.com. We'll ask, add you to our list. Hopefully get that really soon. No worries. So you mentioned something called the snapshot. So yeah, I, I, I really don't understand what that is because I've seen it. I'm like, Okay, you take a picture of what I'm doing. Right, but exactly. You hit, that's exactly what it does. Now, I suppose you'd like okay. me to explain that a little. Yes, please. Um, so many times we create a recipe and we go to brew it. But then it's like, I go to get the ingredients and it's like, oh, wait a minute. You know what? I don't have wheat malt, but I have flaked wheat. So I change that. And it's like, oh, you know what? I only have three ounces of Amarillo, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sub an ounce of Columbus. Okay, so then the ingredient, the recipe you have now is not the recipe that ah, you started with yesterday. Gotcha. So when you do that, when you click the snapshot, you make just that. You it's a snapshot of that original recipe um, so that you actually have what you did versus what you intended to do. And then you can contrast and compare. Um, in the higher levels, like there's premium, premium plus and pro, they have versioning, um, which is a little mm. different. It still is the snapshot, but you can save all these different versions of the same recipe. You know, if I have Headhunter IPA clone right now, but I'm out of Centennial hops or I'm out of these, you can actually version, or maybe I want this one to be a little higher alcohol. Um, and that is reserved for the, the higher levels. Um, but yeah, it's basically a snapshot, exactly what it is of, of that recipe at that point in time. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, I think we've probably may have, excluding my kind of computer malfunctions, have come to come to the end of the show. Okay. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Greatly appreciate it. I have actually learned quite a bit today, which is, you know, not saying much for me because I'm kind of sometimes thick as a post, but. Um, <laughs> not so. Hey. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so, I, what I'm going to do, Dan, though, is I am going to talk to my buddy Josh today, and uh, I'll tell them if I can do it, you guys can do it. You guys can talk to Dan. How about that? I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I was say the crazy in. Canadian from down in Canada has asked you a couple times now. You've never answered him. <laughs> and you know what? I want to listen to when you guys are together, because yeah. 
they all are Texans with that Texas drawl. Ah, and, here we and go. James is this tall drink of water. And then you're this Canadian that talks about things, you know? <laughs> hey, we don't go, even there's no dude about it. Come on. <laughs> or hey, where's you the two? Oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I have a pet beaver hanging around anywhere. I mean, I. No, I mean, of course not. It's outside. Durr. Durr, durr. I, I will admit, I do have a 120 pound dog in my house. So. Yeah, but that's hence the dog hair brewery. Exactly. Well, it's also kind of why my logo looks like a dog falling inside of a fermenter. Oh, I, I just saw the butt. I didn't know what it was, so I didn't want to yeah, comment. That's 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 the that's the logo for my home brewery and the podcast. Love it. I love it. We just lost our little guy a couple weeks ago. Oh, he so was sorry. little. He was little. He was down to about ninety pounds when he died. So he yeah, yeah he's getting smaller. So, but anyway, so well, thank you. It was a pleasure. No, Lorena, again, thank you very much. Guys, if you haven't had a chance, go out and look at Brewer's Friend software. It's fantastic. Lorena is like by far one of the coolest people I've had an opportunity to talk to. And if you put a message on their Facebook page, either Nick or Lorena or someone else from Brewer's Friend will get a hold of you and answer your question right away. It is amazing how fast they get back to you. It's greatly appreciated. Lorena, thank you very much. And thank you, Dan. Hopefully, hopefully we can uh, talk again on something else uh, later on so. down the road. That would be fantastic. So. Be All right, guys. Guys, thanks again for tuning in this week and one more time around the sun. Uh, please stay safe uh, in these crazy times right now. And to all my friends down the States, uh, we're thinking about you right now. Stay safe and we'll see you guys on the other side. So I'd like to say thank you to Lorena for being on the show this week. Amazing lady, lots of information, and an absolute hilarious time was had during the show. If you get a chance, guys, go out and check out Brewer's Friend. I use it. It is fantastic software to use. Lots of information on it. Forums, calculators, you name it, they've got it. And if you find anything that comes up along the way, most likely if you get in touch with them and you think it's going to be beneficial to them, they'll have a look at it. And if it works, they will most likely include it in the next version of the software. So again, thanks for being with us and one more time around the sun and a beer or two along the way. And I'll see you on their side. Lorena, hopefully I'll see you on the little side competition that we've got going over at uh, my little home brewery. So guys, thank you. And we'll see you again. <laughs>